fucks up everything. The NHL has paused the season, so we're going to pause this podcast. Just kidding. We'll be talking about something, and today we'll be talking about what we'll be talking about. So let's get started, and let's get talking. Thursday, March 12th, and we are coming to you live from our recording studios in the middle of an international pandemic. Oh, we're all in this together. (laughs) I was thinking about saying we were from, you know, the Wuhan province or somewhere in Italy, but all of those felt just a a teensy bit racist, so Mm -hmm. better leave that alone, and uh, yeah, I mean, we were here... Welcome to reality. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. This is this is life now. We were here, what, five days ago? Yes, we... Four-ish? Four. We recorded this past like Saturday. Like, late Saturday. And we had just found out right before we started recording that... St. Louis had a case, case of coronavirus. Wait, had a case of coronavirus. Which I will call COVID interchangeably because... I'm lazy. But you're also a professional, so you you will call it by its scientific yeah. well, name. Well, someone, someone texted me yesterday and was like, do you do that because you're elitist? Like, jokingly, obviously, but or maybe <laughs> not. But he's like, do you do that because you're elitist? I feel like only elitists type that. And I'm like, no, I'm just lazy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, that was the first case in St. Louis. And uh, we had, like, no clue that, you know, we would get here. I don't know, this fast. In fact, I will be honest that I was hearing people talk about like, oh, they're going to have to cancel big events. They're going to have to talk about canceling the Final Four. They're going to have to talk about canceling WrestleMania. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, Mm. no chance. And here we are. All of that, except for WrestleMania officially, and it will be soon, is canceled. (laughs) So Cancel culture strikes again. (laughs) I'm tired of it. That's right. Um... Yeah, so I guess we start, I don't know, I mean, I know where we start. I don't know what this podcast is for the next month, two Uh months. At some point, either we resume the season or they just cancel this Yeah. And then if they just cancel it and they're like, I guess we have to have some semblance of a normal off-season, then we go back into like an off-season routine. Mm -hmm. But until that happens, we're in some weird hiatus. But for now, we can talk about the actual news of the day, which, of course, is that the NHL has paused, to use their word, or suspended, to use the NBA's word, the remainder of its 2019-20 season, which had, what, about 10 games left for teams? I think for the Blues, yeah, we had 10. Um, So, naturally, some team had 15 and some team had 7. This is the, (laughs) as an aside, just, yeah, this was the most unbalanced, like, games in hand uh I've ever seen in the NHL. I think that's going to be one of the things that that they get exposed on a little bit here, because if they do enter a situation, which I think is extremely likely at this point, where they can't play out the remainder of the season, Mm -hmm. however... They're going to be in a situation where it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I'll pull out the standings right now, but it's like, 
let's say Florida has three games in hand on the Maple Leafs. Mm. It's like, and you, and you, you're just going to what say the Maple Leafs and they do have a game in hand and they're three points behind. So I guess in that case, in that sort of situation, they're it doesn't okay. matter, yeah. but like, you're just going to say, Hey, they're out of it. You know, they're screwed. What are, um, what are, everybody the... now seems to be within, what are the standings right now? Two Steven? games of each other with the exception of the Islanders, <laughs> excuse me, and hurricanes who are at 68 games. Right now, in the Eastern Conference, uh, you're looking at the Bruins as the sitting President's Trophy champions with 100 points. The Lightning and Maple Leafs take the other two Atlantic Division spots. In the Metro, you've got the Capitals at 90 points, the Flyers at 89 points, and the Penguins at 86 points. And then the two wildcard teams at present would be the Maple Leafs with 81 points and the Hurricanes with 81 points. I keep hearing people talk about the Hurricanes as a fringe playoff team, and now who knows? I mean, they're in or they're out, but like 81 points with two, at least two games at hand on most people is not a fringe playoff team. They're mm. you know they're pretty secure. Um, and then in the West, it is us at the top of the conference. Go us. Um, the Avalanche are behind us by two points. The Stars have the third spot in the Central. Uh, the Golden Knights, Oilers, and Flames all have spots in the Pacific. And then the wild card spots currently go to the Jets. And I would guess the Canucks? Would it be Row? Which, of course, this Google plugin doesn't have. Oh, they're tied at Row. Um, are they? So, yeah. what's it, head to head or something at that point? I think so. I'll look will, at the actual NHL standings. According and see to this, they, Nashville is the one that would be in the would second be in spot. In the second spot. Yeah. That's, I refuse. I hate that. I hate that. Then uh, we'd play Nashville. Ugh. Like we'd beat them. I'm pretty yeah. confident, but just gross. I think I had, a, I had a dream last night that the playoffs started when we played Nashville. There you go. And we lost. It's a Wuhan dream. Um, yeah. So, I mean, here's here we can read the NHL statement. And then talk about how this all unfolded and, mm. and all that sort of thing. They say, uh, in light of ongoing developments resulting from the coronavirus and after consulting with medical experts and convening a conference call of the Board of Governors, the National Hockey League is announcing today that it will pause the 2019-20 season beginning with tonight's games. Those being tonight, tonight, Thursday's mm. games. The NHL has been attempting to follow the mandates of health experts and local authorities while preparing for any possible developments without taking premature or unnecessary measures. However, following last night's news that an NBA player, namely Rudy Gobert, who they don't name, has tested <laughs> positive for coronavirus, and given that our leagues share so many facilities and locker rooms, and it now seems likely that some member of the NHL community would test positive at some point, it is no longer appropriate to try to continue to play games at this time. We will continue to monitor all the appropriate medical advice, and we will encourage our players and other members of the NHL community to take all reasonable precautions, including by self-quarantine where appropriate. Our goal is to resume play as soon as it is appropriate and prudent so that we will be able to complete the season and award the Stanley Cup. Until then, we thank NHL fans for your patience and hope you stay healthy. The NHL Players Association also released a statement on Thursday in which they said the decision to temporarily suspend play due to the COVID-19 pandemic is an appropriate course of action at this time. The NHLPA will continue to closely monitor this very dynamic situation and remain in daily discussions with the league, our medical consultants, and our players regarding all aspects of this matter. The players are looking forward to the opportunity to resume play in front of hockey fans everywhere. Ian, mm. 
in the many m- myriad of possible ways we've considered for this league to cancel, suspend, shorten, pause, interrupt <laughs> seasons. Uh, I would never have put global pandemic near the top of the list. No. Uh, you and I were not together last night. We don't, you know, live together or anything, but we were, you know, in communication. How did you feel as, I would say in the course of like an hour or two, this went from like, maybe the league will start to play some games in empty arenas and affected cities Mm -hmm. to like, oh, it would be shocking if they don't cancel or suspend the season tomorrow. Like, how was that experience for you? Uh, it's been awful. <laughs> oh, and this uh, this podcast brought to you by Welch's Fruit Snacks and, once again, our, our go-to's Teddy Grahams. Yes. So, you know. I mean, Welch's Fruit Snacks, I don't know if you've tried these, but they are heavy in vitamin C, and uh-huh. that might just be the answer. If you, if you, what, what was your <laughs> famous quotation? If you can't eat fruit, eat Welch's. <laughs> eat well, I mean, it goes, might as well. we'll to, you know, we'll have to go back and find that quote, because it was fantastic. <laughs> Watches. I'm still waiting for my check. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a very weird 24 hours. It's been a really weird week total in because the world, like yeah. outside of the sports world. Yeah, but also in the sports world. Well, just because we started off, like we said, this past Saturday was St. Louis's first confirmed case of coronavirus. With the girl coming back from Italy and taking the train, I think from Chicago or wherever it was back here. And then on Monday, everyone found out that her dad went to some father-daughter dance thing. And apparently, as far as... mom went to the store. Yeah, off schnooks I go to, thanks, lady. (laughs) Um, I no longer go to, but, you know, one day. Because it has been closed. (laughs) Yeah, it's been burned to the ground. Uh, So there was a lot of that. It seemed like a lot of local development. So the first Mm -hmm. half of the week, I was very focused on local. I was like, okay, it's here. People are trying to figure out, oh, someone else... Someone had it at Bear, and they closed down Bear's campus, but now they found out that the person that had it tested negative, so they're reopening campus, which, quite honestly... Why? Just don't... Re- yeah, just stay closed, but whatever. Um, and then, I mean, as far as local goes, I mm. think Missouri just announced its second official case today, and yeah. it's in Springfield, so obviously, and we'll talk more about this as we talk about like why they had to make this decision and things, you know, it spreads very quickly, and there's sort of that weird kind of latency period where it's like hey up to two weeks you could potentially have this and not show Mm -hmm. symptoms and be contagious so like we don't know officially the outbreak of the Clayton stuff but it's not like it's immediately like blown up into huge numbers or anything Mm -hmm. either and so yeah I was focused primarily on that sort of stuff and then all of a sudden I think I was talking with some other friends in a group chat and they were talking about the NBA playoffs and they're just talking as if they were still happening, mm. you know, because at that point nothing had been canceled. And I think it was you who actually texted our group chat that the NBA had suspended their season. And I was like, oh, oh no. And mm. I think that was the first big domino of like, okay, they were talking about empty arenas. They were talking about all these little things. I guess not little things, but, you know, things to change, but the games were still going to go on. And then also I was like, no, games are not happening. Mm. And that's that's a big deal. And for anyone mm-hmm. who's not even a sports fan, because that's a, that's a huge gathering thing, that's a public event that is, they're now saying no to, and a lot of other things have been canceled too around St. Louis, like the the um, 
St. Patrick's Day Parade, and I think the St. Louis Go Marathon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's all these things that are definitely that are canceled, and you're kind of feeling it at a local level, but also at a very national level. And I think, I think a that's really good, like because I think it's pulled some people's heads out their butts and like, hey, um, well, I don't think people should panic. It definitely is making people realize, okay, this is a bigger deal than I originally thought. And two, I think this is. And good, good on sports for doing this, sport leagues and everything. Mm. I think they are somehow doing better than even possibly like our government in terms of like saying, hey, we're canceled. We don't want you coming here. We're mm. basically showing you what we want you as a community to do, and that is not be around each other currently. And I think that's helping a lot. Ian and I, by the way, have erected a, a six-foot thick plexiglass divider between us yeah, and yeah. this uh, studio. It's... It's we we are othering ourselves, <laughs> but it's, you know what I mean though? It's like, I think that's a good way to go. And it sounds like with the way this stuff has gone in um, Italy and, uh, and the way it's getting, I don't know if better, but is doing better in South Korea. It seems like the one thing Italy, China to some extent. Yeah. I think the one thing Italy didn't do was isolate people quick enough. As far as I've heard, I mean, mm. that's just what I read. And that South Korea has. Yeah. They're like, shit, no one leaves. I've got a friend that I work with who's from South Korea. And he's like, yeah, my parents haven't left their apartment other than to get more food, like, in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and that's what most people have done. And it's working, you know. Yeah. People will recover within that time. They're not spreading it to other people within that time. It's putting a damper on it. So, anyways, if anyone's listening, anyone in any power at all, I think you should be shutting things down. If the president of South Korea he is, is listening. listening. Thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think that's a really good. It sucks. It really sucks because when you, it, it <laughs> here we'll start. We'll start over. A pandemic sucks, <laughs> and I feel really awful for anyone that's had to deal uh, with a death you know and, uh-huh. and there's been a there's been a lot for um as much as it's talked about as it not being you know it's not a big deal but i mean there have been people that have died from us so it's not it's not anything to joke about but at the same time um it's also not something to necessarily completely panic mm. over i think it's just you have to take the measure precautions and again the coronavirus covid19 stinks but uh on a much lesser level, on a much more just entertainment level wise, it sucks because we love hockey and we do a podcast about hockey and we like other sports and we'll watch wrestling together and mm-hmm. like it's like oh these are all live events and you take those for granted and then all of a sudden they're gone all of them mm-hmm. and you're like well shit what do I do yeah and there are a lot of options but it feels it feels that part actually quite honestly that part of all things mm-hmm. feels sort of the scariest to yeah. me because it's interrupting regular life yeah it feels a bit like living after like the thanos snap because mm. it's like oh everything everything just stopped like mm. there are no more things yeah and like you know i mean i don't know how long this will drag on but like basically like all television that's recorded in any sort of like yeah. the voice couldn't happen like mass singer lens that i'm a big into mass singer but like <laughs> maybe this will end sarah palin can't like suddenly pop out of a bear mask or whatever and like yeah it's 
it's weird, and I I feel like we should lay down two ground rules that I'm thinking of on the spot, yes. which maybe we should have at the start of. Which, first of all, and most importantly, we will probably say things about what we understand about this whole situation. Take all of that with a grain of salt. We don't know anything not... about the sport of hockey. <laughs> yeah. Why would you listen to us about a virus? Disease control, yeah. So we're not scientists, so if we say something in it, you know, panics you, which I hope we don't, or we say something and it overly comforts you, you know, go read up and, and yeah. cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure I'm not an idiot, because probably am. But the other thing is, you know, we're going to still try and be funny and fairly lighthearted, because what are you going to do? Well, you know? I'm, well <laughs> like, I've been sort of saying that too, like, it's a scary thing, but a lot of people have recovered from mm-hmm. it. And like, at a certain point, you can do as much preventative care as you can, but this thing is just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You may not get it. You might get it. Yeah. I, I think if you approach it that way and just say, Hey, I'm going to try my best to not get it. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all you can do. And so at a certain point, I do think you kind of have to laugh a little, you know what yeah. I mean? You got to keep a little humor in your heart. You didn't come to a, a show called the two guys, one cup podcast for, you know, serious. Yeah dialogue get out of here you came here for to quote a silly goose time so (laughs) this um, is silly goose time yeah uh so but the the thing i did want to say which falls under guideline number one is for the vast majority of people and especially people like you and i who are you know fast approaching old age but not there yet people in our 20s and 30s who Uh, are otherwise relatively healthy if if we got coronavirus, we'd feel crappy a couple of days. We might not even feel crappy a couple of days. It's non-symptomatic in some people. It can be such a mild strain. Mm-hmm. And then you'd feel better and it'd basically be, you know, in, in the in the worst of that genre of cases, it would be somewhere between like a common cold and a flu. Yeah. And you'd feel like shit for three or four days and then you'd feel fine. But the problem is, the two problems are that... First of all, if you get it and then you visit your parents or, God forbid, your grandparents while you're contagious but non-symptomatic, then it's a whole nother level of of scary because those are the kinds of people that are much more susceptible. Basically, the the death toll, Mm -hmm. I hate to use that word because it's serious, but the, the fatality rate increases significantly as you get older. Even in like the 80s plus, it's mm. still only like, I mean, it's still only like 18%, which is really, really high. Yeah, but yeah. like, that's still whatever that is, 82% of people that are going to recover in their 80s. Mm. But, you know, like, as you get older, it gets worse. So that's problem number one. And just problem number two is generally like you right now, and, you know, this is no way a political comment, but we have no testing going on, really, mm. to so to speak. And... There's no way to, re- like, we only know so much about how this spreads. We're learning more every day, which is part of the point of canceling events, because if you can buy two weeks... Yeah, exactly. May, you know, first of all, you're closer to spring, which, you know, may or may not help mm-hmm. kill this thing, but historically with other, you know, diseases and viruses it has, but more importantly, you're giving scientists two more weeks to figure out what the hell's going on you're giving Mm -hmm. researchers two more weeks to develop a vaccine whatever you know you're just buying time and basically i can't do this visually because people can't see but if you think of like a what's this kind of an exponential yeah curve uh are you thinking like a bell curve yeah yeah kind of yeah like a side of a bell curve where it's very 
quick, you're trying to like flatten that out so it becomes more of a straight line of yeah. like growth because you're not you're not you're just not going to stop the mm. spread of this. It That's... will spread. It's just a matter of like how quickly and yeah. how severely. You don't want it to like hit a giant peak because I think maybe you've seen what I've seen. There's like a gif going around that a lot of people have seen, and yeah, it's like a bell curve where. And you've seen Belker's big hill looking mm-hmm. thing. And on the bottom, it's like how much time has passed. And on the Y axis, it's telling you like how many cases there are. Mm-hmm. And then there's a horizontal line to the middle dotted line. That's like maximum hospital capacity. And it's basically mm-hmm. like if everyone gets this real quick, you're going to be over hospital capacity by like 10 times. Mm-hmm. But if Lots of people get this, but over the course of like the next like month, yeah, two, three months, or, you know, just less people get it, then you can go to the hospital and you can get treatment because there's not as many people there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the whole point is it's sort of like, this is going to, like you said, this is kind of inevitable. It's happening. Mm -hmm. It's happening right now. But just like try to. There's nothing you can (laughs) do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's nothing that can be done. (laughs) But there are, you know, there's just preventative measures you can take and. Quite honestly, like, I don't know. If your workplace, if if you're one of the lucky ones where your workplace allows you to work from home or you have time that you can take, you know, mm-hmm. and they can still pay you and you don't have to be around, I would take that time, you know, yeah. just because it's helping you, it's helping your family. I live above a, uh, I live, <laughs> I'm above the law, so I can do whatever I want. I live above a 96 year old woman. Mm-hmm. And if I get sick, I'm not going to go to that duplex because <laughs> that will be the end of her and mm-hmm. i will just live somewhere else you know because yeah. it's just like there's like you were saying it's it's about some of the people that are more high risk so mm. yeah so and fuck you for ruining hockey for me yeah no that's kidding. the bigger that's the biggest story to hell with whoever you know it was that ate the first pangolin or bat or whatever <sighs> Um, I saw an article, I think they're called pangolins, those little like armored armadillos, not to quote, uh, Mega Man X, but, um, (laughs) I saw, I saw a New York Times, like it was an opinion piece, but it was still printed and published in the New York Times that was called coronavirus, coronavirus question or question, uh, colon, is this the revenge of the pangolin? And I was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And then even in the the last paragraph started with something for the then, because like, it was a valuable article about how like China has restrictive laws that theoretically protect the pangolin, but they're not being enforced and the species could go extinct because of all the poaching and, and, you know, eating apparently that's going on with it. And like, all of that was valuable, but then once again, it was like, so is the coronavirus the pangolin's way of getting back at us for, uh, you know, driving it towards extinction? And I said, once again, no, because <laughs> they're not, you know, I mean, I guess they are technically sentient. But I don't not think like they concocted the plotting. virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and I think that's a, you know, and I'm not trying to target anything here, but the whole... You know, this is a, a media myth or like, you know, I, I don't want to get into that because it's so political. But like there are aspects of this that probably are over exaggerated by the media and just by general like public response and panic. And, you know, and then and I think part of that is the whole like, let's buy every roll of toilet paper in existence because like. A, you're not going to be in your home for like six months. Yeah. And B, it's not like a, it's not like a, um, 
I can't think of the word I want, but it doesn't have anything to do with like your digestive system. You're oh not yeah, gonna, yeah. Like, it's not a yeah. get diarrhea or something. Um, so like I don't I don't get that some of that stuff. Get thank you. That's what I was looking for. It's not so I don't get that. Yeah. But like it is serious in the other way, and like if you have, you know babies you should probably stock up on a couple weeks supply of baby formula or whatever you know whatever the case is like prepare be smart about it don't be stupid about it in either direction which means don't be rudy gobert and go licking microphones and teammates and things and having a silly goose time at your teammates this is silly goose time not real life time. (laughs) only this podcast another humor podcast that's right uh but on the other end of the spectrum you don't have to be like Living in a shed in the woods in Montana. Sorry, I've been watching the Unabomber tapes on, uh, you know, on uh, Netflix. So, I was man, little, man, I tell you what, the, the Maybe... coronavirus was really <laughs> uplifting, <laughs> isn't it, for you? <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you that Ted Kaczynski he had some uh, interesting points about technology. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, oh no! Boy. Oh no! We've gone way off base, way off course, but. No, yeah, I mean, it's just... This the, is a podcast, Stephen. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> so, you gotta be smart. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess turning more towards the NHL-specific ramifications of this. Mm. This was inevitable and unquestionably what they had to do. Yeah. Because even if you want to do the thing where it's... Um, where it's, you know, empty arenas, which would have been really cool. Like, I was kind of hoping for that, because that would have just been so weird to hear. Like, imagine the, like, shocking sound of, like, a a puck hitting the post in a silent arena. Like, they were, they did play one of the UEFA Champions League games, a couple of them, I think, in an empty stadium in Europe, which are huge, but you could, like, hear the literally hear the ball hitting the net mm. on goals and you heard them all go that's a goal and then like really weird like phantom woo like that sort of thing and that that was fun i would have liked to see that i'd but, love like, to have the ice mic'd up for everyone just saying motherfucker <laughs> right, all the time right. and it's like but it's like exactly i bet they would have absolutely had to tell players like you gotta watch your swearing if we're gonna mic this up but like it's absolutely what the nhl said if if they continued to share these locker rooms where the NBA was. <laughs> no, you're fine. Do you want to interrupt? Or you so, want... <laughs> yeah. so, okay, real quick. There's people that just get toilet paper. You've seen them. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants toilet paper, yep. even though not gastrointestinal. Mm-hmm. And I've thought this to myself, too. If you really take a dump and you have to do something, you can, you'll can. you find a way. You yeah. can wipe your ass. And someone's like, God forbid you hop in the shower and wash your disgusting ass <laughs> after unleashing your horrible. <laughs> Dumps courtesy of Golden Corral. This is from uh, Tony Eichenlove at Eich underscore Tony on Twitter. I love Tony. He's a funny uh, guy. Go follow him. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but like as the um, as the NHL statement said, it was inevitable that a player would get this. And in fact, apparently a uh, Arizona Coyotes player whose name I don't have, if you want to look that up, you can find out. Like but, Aaron Ness? Yeah, it was some... Or is, or is, Aaron, or is Aaron Ness part of like, the <laughs> I think guy? it was Aaron Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... Um, what's that? Harvest Moon joke? No, not Harvest Moon. Harvest Aaron, Moon? Aaron Ness. Animal yeah, it's Aaron Ness. Yeah, anyway, Har- yeah, Harvest Moon. Moon. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like... Same as with the NBA, dude. If one player gets it, game over, man. You've got to... You have to stop the entire league because here's... And this is the other thing. Like, 
Okay, so let's say San Jose, Santa Clara County was the first. Mm-hmm. If, if for people that want like a, a real, real gory account of everything that's happened in hockey, I've got an article that's at the top of the hockey writers right now that I have been had the fortune of just updating with every like hockey update, so you can see it all kind of develop. And the first part of this that I wrote, which was actually a separate article, was like Santa Clara County where the Sharks. Uh, SAP center as was like, yeah, you can't have events. And the Sharks was like, but we want to. <laughs> and, you know, and Santa Clara County was like, yeah, but you can't. And they were going to play in empty arenas. Uh-huh. Um, but like, even if you do that, like, even if the Sharks have to cancel one game, then the whole season's thrown off, you know? And like, especially if a player gets it, it's game over. And in the case of Gobert, it, uh, uh, I wasn't watching the game, but as nearly as I can tell, like, they were about to tip off, and the positive test came back, and a doctor sprinted onto the court mm. to stop to like stop the game. Yeah, I saw that because because Gobert was in; he was going to play. Like, and that's part of the thing is it's like if you're healthy and young, it's not actually so severe that you can't even feel like you can play in an NBA game. You know, mm. like it's not gonna like kill you. It's not even as probably like as terrible as like a stomach flu is in terms of like knocking you off your feet. But, like, he can't be around those guys and sweating all over those guys, and he already was around, you know, two or three other teams in the theoretical contamination period, and he got a teammate infected with it, and who knows, you know? And, like, Mm -hmm. you can't... Then his team can't have any games, then every team he's played can't have any games for two weeks, and it's just, like, then the league's suspended. So as far as the NHL, you know, just leaving... Practically, there's the whole you know, health aspect for the public, which is one reason they should have just suspended. And then there's the health aspect for the players, which is a whole different reason, but equally like viable reason that they should have just suspended. And so they just suspended. And I think, you know, it sucks. Like Mm. you said, it's no fun. I would love hockey. And as I tweeted this morning, I really hate that hockey's going away. It is more important that people don't die. Yeah. You know, and like those, those whole, the whole, well, if you're in your twenties or thirties, it's probably fine. Isn't actually true. And like, you know, I, I don't want to get severe, but like, imagine if Jay Bomeister was still playing, they mm-hmm. played and he gotten this and nobody had known about his heart condition. Mm-hmm. Could have been super bad, you know? And like, if, if it spread or if it was just allowed to spread around the players in the league, it would have seriously hurt someone or Mm -hmm. potentially killed them. And it's just like none of those risks are worth taking from a liability standpoint. None of them are worth taking from a public relations standpoint, let alone the human decency standpoint, which has not always been the NHL's primary (laughs) concern. Uh, But I just think they're in a situation where, you know, this, this became a no brainer and as you know, and, and I think that's, justified by the fact that every other sport in the world Mm -hmm. is canceled. (laughs) Like, the KHL is still going on because, of course, because they're the KHL, and that's it. I've, I don't. That's like the yeah. only sport. Like I think I they're don't wish wrapping... any harm on them, but I'd love, I'd love to watch more KHL games. Yeah, I think they're like wrapping up a, a golf tournament this weekend that was already happening, which again doesn't have athletes in close, sweaty contact with each other. Like, you know, pretty contained, pretty quarantined in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Open air, 
you know, so that sort of thing is like, I still think they'll probably cancel all golf events going forward. But Mm -hmm. like, if you're in the middle of one, maybe you can just see it to its conclusion unless a player is diagnosed or something. But like, yeah, man, it's going to be a rough month or two or three, you know, but like, I don't know what you want to do because even though this isn't bad, you know, and I honestly personally, and again, this is one of those things I have no scientific basis for, but with testing as bad as it is, my inclination is that the gap between actual cases and identified cases is pretty large. Mm -hmm. And with the identified cases, I would assume we're tending to identify the worst, more symptomatic cases. So my totally layman's perspective (laughs) is that the fatality rate is probably much lower than the 2.8% or whatever that is being reported because I would assume that there are lots and lots and lots and lots of people who have had this, haven't been diagnosed, maybe even haven't had symptoms, and are just fine. Mm -hmm. But even if it's 1%, even -hmm. if it's 0.5%, that is massively higher than flu Mm -hmm. or, you know, obviously a common cold or, you know, even I think SARS or MERS was. And, like, Mm -hmm. the the point is that I keep seeing the... The classic, well, the flu kills 40,000 people every year and nobody cares. Well, first of all, people do care. That's why there's a sign in every single place you'll ever go that says, flu shots here, stop yeah. it before it starts, prevention is the best option. And that's but, why you hear about them, yeah, every and that's year. Why you hear it's them. available every, <laughs> every year, year for you. And every insurance policy covers a flu shot. But on top of that, that's because everybody gets it. Hmm. And if we could stop, if there was a way to stop from everybody getting it without, you know, doing what we're doing here and just canceling existence for a few weeks, we'd probably pursue that. Yeah. But like, I was like, if you had a vaccine and it wasn't, again, like, how many people die from the flu? It's a lot, but also there's, like, way more people that get the flu yeah. and live, so it's like the per capita death yeah. rate, the percentage, you know, I think it's whatever... 0.01 percent or whatever that die from like the flu maybe it's one percent or something but yeah this being no, it's three definitely point something yeah and like this being three percent you know two to three percent then it's just spread so damn mm-hmm. fast like that's the big deal and again like the people that are that are most vulnerable are like just seem to be extra vulnerable to this yeah so. and it's you know it's it's wiping out retirement homes which is one of the scariest things yeah i was like good for a lot of those places were pretty much just saying nope no one can visit yep. it's over yeah you and got it's it like, good sorry you've got to i uh didn't think we'd ever have a podcast a two guy one cup podcast where we use the phrase death rate so oh, often but here we uh, are um yeah i don't know do you want to talk about the games that the game. happened or like, I mean, I feel like we have and haven't exhausted the obvious topic. I'm sure more things will come up, mm-hmm. but like, do we want to do games? Do we want to talk about where we go from here? How do you want to do this? I mean, I definitely want to talk about where we go from here. Right. Um, as in like terms of like, as a podcast, as a but family. As, yeah, exactly. Um, as a network. I say, because we're not going to have games to talk about, yeah, we might as well talk yeah. about what happened. and Enjoy our 
I mean, it's so weird because like the enjoy even if even if they come back, it's like a total reset on everything we understood. Oh, it's yeah. so crazy Everyone's because rested. like playoffs are all about mm-hmm. momentum, and now no one will have anybody mm-hmm. any momentum. Tarasenko will be back. Like the the Avalanche were ravaged by injuries. Uh, presumably, mm-hmm. like McKinnon would be back. All those people would be back, or we might get to a point where they're just like, "Yep, there's no save, and it canceled the season." Mm-hmm. And, and then that's a thing. Not awarded, so, like, yeah. how does all that work? I don't know. But uh, let's talk about the the Blues <laughs> because I think there are some interesting topics that like have ramifications um, for you know whichever direction this thing goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we go into that? And I do want to actually talk about um, the. Uh, International Women's Day, because I did not get to see most of that mm. broadcast, but I did get to read Jeremy Rutherford's incredible article on it. Uh, did you get a chance to go back and read yeah, that? Yeah, um, I don't think I completed it, but yeah, it was very good from what I read. And, uh, you know, this is another thing I think the NHL just nailed this week. I know there are some naysayers. I don't get it, but... I'm not going to, I'm not even going to, you know, like, whatever, dude. Like, if that's your thing, cool. Like, we kind of um, talked about, like, it's one day. Yeah. It's one day to highlight a group of people Same that are, with, like, underserved yeah, exactly. in the community. So, like, just enjoy it or let it be or why do you got to bitch about it just the one day, you know? Same with know. what we talked about last week. It's like, if you don't like it, don't watch that broadcast. One, yeah, that one day. Sorry. You know, like... I've survived not watching boys games occasionally. Uh, Mackenzie McEachern was in this game. Was this his birthday? I think this was his birthday. I think so. One of these two games. One of them they mentioned it was Um, his birthday. Kairou was out. Uh, He was out a couple of times recently when he wasn't sick. That was weird. Um, (laughs) uh, You saw this one. I didn't. But uh, as I understand, it was kind of close at the beginning. So I guess it was the one after this was Panthers game kind of close at the beginning and then progressively became more and more both figuratively and in one case literally a blues beat down of the blackhawks (laughs) and by the end of the game it was a two nothing victory off goals by robert bortuzzo which was from a ridiculous angle um and such a weird shot like Mm -hmm. it occasionally will occur to me how that Every, Robert Bortuzzo is a hockey player. Yeah, like every <laughs> NHL player is so much inconceivably better than I could ever hope to be yeah. in hockey. You know, because like I couldn't do that in a million years, that angle and put it where he put it. And in in our hockey world, he shouldn't be able to either, <laughs> but he's got a better chance than I do. Uh, and then Petrangelo's goal was just a very easy, uh, nice passing. Oh, that one was hot. Yeah, I mean, it was gorgeous. It wasn't easy to happen, but the once he got it, it was just like a tap-in. But, like, Schwartz's passing was awesome, and I loved his face, like, looking at Schwartz and awe. So why don't you... You saw this game. Mm-hmm. You can take us through some of the finer points and the finer fisticuffs if you have the desire. Yeah, to. so this game, like you mentioned, was very much the Blues slowly coming on throughout the game. Uh, Hawks were in it to start, but then, and, and the annoying part was just how many power plays they got. I think that was the annoying thing for the Blues is really, I'd say maybe one of them was undeserved, but the other three were just lazy plays by the Blues. Uh. Um, and one of them might have been too many men, I can't remember. But uh, 
And it made me worry because the last time we played the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks just ate our PK alive. Yep. Uh, whether that was the Blackhawks being so good on the power play or the Blues just being shitty on the PK, probably a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Um, and I was just worried that that was going to happen again. I mean, but we we stymied them. It was 0 for 4 on the power play for the Blackhawks. We looked a lot better on the PK. We've looked a lot better as of late. Um, we talked about the, the Bortuzzo goal. Oh, man, what happened here? Oh, and then, yes, the Vince Dunn, Drake Caligula, <laughs> Cajula uh, fight. Not be Caligula. Whenever I see it, I know there's only one L, but it just looks like Caligula. Um, this is an interesting fight because I thought... Now, this came as a response to the Sunquest play, right? Like, it was all the same sequence. Was it? I, I, I don't know. You was watched, it? so maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I, just, I can't remember. They did happen pretty close to each so other. So, yeah, right? let's start with that. So, Oscar Sunquist uh, was going to hit, who, what's his first name, Adam? Uh, Adam Boquist, yeah. yeah. Was gonna go, he was going for a check, and he missed. And I think the way he missed made it look like his hit was going to be ginormous. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been if there was a body between him and the boards, because then it just doesn't it doesn't look as hard. Yeah. He probably slows down a little bit more. But uh, yeah, he kind of went in, I'll, I'll say recklessly, or just like in a way in which he was not able to control where his <laughs> body was going. It kind of looked... I think uh, that, that would fit the definition. Recklessly, yeah. <laughs> um, he kind of looked like, what was the player? Was it Ristolainen? That got checked. That got <laughs> checked by a ghost. Got checked by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. it kind of looked like he got shoved in there by you know an ethereal being. But uh, the first time I was in total total interruption for yeah. a second. But the first time I saw that wrist line in play, mm-hmm. I didn't like. I saw the headline, but I just saw biggest check of the mm-hmm. year, and I didn't see it say by a ghost. You know, mm-hmm. and I kept waiting, and then I like finally identified it was wrist and and in my head, I was like, because he's terrible, but the one thing he is known for is, like, hitting the hell out of people. And I was like, oh, those are going to be brutal. And then I saw it happen, and I was like, this also fits. Exactly <laughs> this is also him as a player. Yeah. Did he, like, trip over the puck? The I puck guess. came around too fast, and it surprised happened. him? <laughs> is that the a puck? puck being Whoa. at his feet ever would surprise him. Because so. that's not really my game. <laughs> puck possession. Yeah. But, yeah, so Sunquist... Threw himself a boquist, he missed, he landed, like, sort of back first into the boards. <laughs> it was not a graceful Yeah, one. his feet were off the ground at this point, he looked like he was sitting on air. <laughs> and his left hand came around and hit boquist in the face. Mm-hmm. And I believe they called this initially a major penalty. I don't know if it was going to be for high sticking, a major. I want to say it was elbowing, maybe. Okay, so first he didn't hit him with, the, with the elbow, <laughs> so, they, so they got that wrong. But then they actually looked at it, and that's the first time I've experienced some them overturning. Not fucking something. Yeah, like. them overturning a major and actually saying that big. Mm-hmm. It's been downgraded to like a minor. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah, it was because he did like recklessly high stick him or whatever. Because he probably hit him with the butt of his stick. It looked like his hand, but it was probably part of his stick too. I think he got a five thousand dollars fine. Yeah, he did, and Which, I think honestly, Boquist me, got a concussion mm-hmm. out of it. He did, but now we'll be fine. Kids. <laughs> coronavirus saving lives um, <laughs> but um i honestly didn't have problems with the sunquest mm-hmm. fine i know a lot of people did my problem is the idea that that and the roman yossi thing get the same punishment yeah is absurd there, but there's so many 
there's something wrong with the Department of Player Safety. Yeah, this is not the episode, I feel like, to die. into been, that. But we've like, got plenty of other open episodes <laughs> to do that. Plenty of time right on in. schedule. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. I was happy they downgraded because it, it really shouldn't. I mean, in the moment when you see it happen, you're like, wow, that should be a major because something just big and, you know, there's a lot of noise to it and a lot of motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he came and he was hurt, so major for sure. But yeah, on review, definitely not. And I think you might be right. That was in the chaos that like people were coming together. Vince Dunn and Kajula fought. Kajula looked like he was more in control to start with. Mm-hmm. Dunn wasn't really throwing any punches. I've never been in a hockey fight more, not even really a real fight. So I don't really can't comment on how these are supposed to work. But it's kind of weird when the one guy's moving mm-hmm. and the other guy's just kind of holding the other guy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, aren't you going to throw him too? But I know he's just waiting. He's waiting for something, getting a little leverage, get the right opening. And then he's played NHL 20 or yeah. any of the NHL games where he knows that the best move is to duck a punch and then yank, you know? Yeah, yeah, just yank, you can yank, one, yank. You can win the fight in one go that way sometimes if you do it. T- <laughs> just got to yank, yank. Yank, yank, That's and right. yank. You got to yank on it's your, about the yank game. your opponent whenever you can. Yeah, whenever, whenever you get you the can. opportunity. <laughs> Anywhere, <laughs> anytime. Yeah, that's right. um, but yeah, and then he landed at least one good uppercut on Kajula, sending Kajula's necklace flying. Someone's necklace went flying. I Probably it was his, his pagan necklace. Was pagan. <laughs> you know, because Caligula. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Worshipping. Oh. I think we're mixing all sorts of stories now. <laughs> hey, we'll figure those out on the other podcast right. episodes. Two guys, one mythology. <laughs> Vince Dunn's face was fantastic after he uppercutted uh, Kajula uh-huh. there. He, I mean, that's a great face. Vince Dunn has a door. He's got a Roman mm-hmm. Pollock door. He does. That dude. And he'll probably, he'll probably end up fighting more than Pollock ever has in his probably. career, I'm guessing. He I don't think Pollock has. has. Yeah, I don't, don't think Pollock's done much. I mean, we forget sometimes that that dude rose to prominence in terms of, like, fans knowing mm-hmm. about him when he, I think it was, he was he was a wolf, or we, it was before we were with the wolves, and he beat the tar out of somebody in the mm-hmm. locker room. So, like, yeah, that dude. Oh, yeah. They're... He's got a streak, and he beat that dude so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, and I think this is right, in, like, international or international, um, in soccer, like in the Premier League and all that stuff, don't they come out of the same tunnel? Mm-hmm. They walk out of yep. the same tunnel? So that's what this NHL... Well, not anymore. Now, oh, okay. now there's no tunnel. There's so, no tunnel. There's Closed no down. But, like, that's how this one arena was set up that Vince Dunn fought this other guy in and they were getting in a fight anyways and then they had to walk down the tunnel together next to each oh, other yeah. and then they fought some more <laughs> so it was like yeah i could see how that would happen uh-huh. but yeah he's a little firecracker that guy yeah and if you want to know more about the premier league's tunnels or other uh philosophies you can go check out our other podcast at uh at stl underscore podcast on twitter where we talk about soccer, but soon not anymore. Well, not that. So we'll have to fill time over there, too. So maybe it'll get even weirder. That There's just, a third one of us. So. Yeah, Justin. Look, we're coming up with our ideas for this one. Justin's got to fill time on the other That's one. That's right, Justin. It's all on you. It's none all about... The, none of this running shit. Oh, it's just Don't about... give me any friggin' joggers. I was just about to say, tell us more about running. I will say Kipchoge like 47,000 times because... That's all I know. Kipchoge. And I, may have, I may have butchered her name or his name. Kenyan runners, man, they exist. I think Kipchoge is a female. David Rhodesia, he's a male. Is Kipchoge of first and last name? Oh, no, no, no. No, no that's one like name. It's like Muriel Kipchoge. That's like something. Madonna. Uh, okay. That's right. Uh, 
Eliud Kipchoge. He's a male. Justin so. is pulling his hair oh, out right so, now, which is, which is too bad. Kipchoge yeah. has no hair, but uh, and Justin's all about hair. Who's the female Kenyan marathon sprinter lady? We'll figure it out. Miss, That'll be for Miss the Marvel. Other I'm pretty sure. And they're all on drugs anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh, also Kajula was like super amped for losing the fight. He did mm-hmm. a Ryan Reeves a skating weird. to the bench and getting the crowd into it. And guess what? The crowd didn't help because they lost to nothing. Uh, yeah, and then there was the Alex Petrangelo goal that we talked about, Bridget, which was hot. Bridget Koske is who I'm thinking of. Was that on the tip of your tongue? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's right on the tip. You're like, uh, just the tip. Got him. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Petrangelo goal was really nice. <sighs> Such nice passing. And, um, it's just nice to beat the Blackhawks, man. This is the first season series we've ever swept them. How? Which is so embarrassing because they were bad for a long time. Yeah. We were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm uh, thinking. How do we not sweep them in like 1999? Jake Allen's only other shutout on the season was also against the Blackhawks. Be embarrassed, Blackhawks. And that was their only two, his only two shutouts and the, the only two times he played them. So he has a perfect, I was like 67 for 67 against the Blackhawks. Be season. embarrassed. Um, as you put here, the feel of this game, the Blackhawks looked dangerous early on, but the Blues shut down, looked stronger and stronger as the game went along, and they easily shut down Chicago's offense. Um, yeah, a good game. And uh, Allen moved into good 21st. Game. Well, no, w- got his 21st <laughs> shutout and moved into second, pa- breaking a tie with Yero Halak. On the all-time uh, blue shutout. So board. is he behind? Did you know that Halak is tied with Tuka Rask in like NHL history at fifty shutouts now? Oh, really? So like you're a Halak. People sleep on him. That mm-hmm. dude's had a hell of a career mm-hmm. as a goal. As far as goalies go, dude's been a goalie for like fifteen years now. Like, not a lot of goalies get to see. I know. That. I was like consistently Without in the ever, league. Like he's at. All he's been is like the worst he's been as a strong backup option. Mm-hmm. Well, which like, maybe he's been more often than not at this point. But what was it when he was at the Islanders? He kind of dipped a little mm-hmm. bit, but like he had a dip in his career. But like it's amazing that he came back yeah. and is just as strong as ever. Best Slovakian goaltender of all time. Not even close. Man, Pe- I'll, I'll always Peter like Budai is a distant second. But yeah, I remember I when too. we acquired him in 2010, mm-hmm. and that was like the. First, the early budding years of my fandom for this team, and I was like, "Holy shit! I remember that guy. He was a good goalie." Yeah. And this isn't Chris Mason anymore. I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy. We have a real goalie. I remember thinking for some reason that was like I, how little I knew, but I was like, "That's the final piece." It kind of, but it sort of was like yeah. in terms of like being somewhat legitimate. It kind I of just was. remember Chris Mason. Uh, what was it? They Blues played the Vancouver Canucks in the 2009 playoffs mm-hmm. and I got swept by the Canucks, but all the games were relatively close. And on game four to complete the sweep, it went to overtime. And I think it was Alexander Burroughs mm-hmm. put like one, right. put one right over Chris Mason's shoulder. And he like did the shrug, you know, to try mm-hmm. and get it, but he didn't get it. And it was like, that was the season. <laughs> like, whoops. And then it was over. That seems oh, was so sad. Um, and uh, you can find out more about that season when we go back and cover it game yeah. by game in the game in the near future. Are we going to talk about those games like they like oh, they yeah. happened? Like like that just happened. Stephen, can you believe it? I don't know. Where's this gonna? Where's this team gonna end up? I think they could win a cup. I don't have year. the acting really skills. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, Blues played the 
Panthers on Monday, a game that was moved up into a back-to-back so that they re- could reschedule the Ducks game, which ironically may not matter anymore, but hey, here we are. Uh, it's uh, kind of funny, though, because if they hadn't rescheduled the Ducks game, hmm. that's at that point, then we might have entered the cancellation or the pause, the pause as second in the central division, which could have screwed everything up after the fact. So, you know, worked out all right for us, but uh, Bennington was in as the starter versus Chris Dreiger, who has had a phenomenal season. Oh, he's like, his numbers are amazing. Basically their starter now because Bobrovsky has been so bad. Bobrovsky, uh, Falk was back in, Bortuzzo was back out and Jordan Kyrou was still out. And, um, this one was basically a, a Chris Dreiger show. I mean, <sighs> I think... Good for him, but this game was so boring. Oh, this game was dull. And I think it was basically one team was hungrier and more desperate for playoff positioning, and the Blues were mm-hmm. not. Uh, Dreiger made a fantastic save on Steen early on. Weger got a breakaway as the penalty kill ends near the end of the period, and Bennington made a phenomenal stretching save. Colton Pareko scored a goal assisted by Robert Thomas because, of course... Those two have an incredible connection right now. Mike Hoffman got his 29th goal. The Blues uh, almost escaped the zone but couldn't, and Hoffman had a lot of space to fire home and hit the corner. And then the third period, which I think this goal technically probably shouldn't count, but I also, well, I mean, especially now, now I don't care. But, like, at the time, I was also like, eh. We probably should have lost the game, so mm-hmm. I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, it was a weird play where after the faceoff, a puck goes behind the net. Uh, Alexi Sorella, I always have to check because I drafted anti Sorella in NHL 20, so you know. Gotta make sure get, which one don't it get is. My, I guess brothers mixed up. Uh, but he cuts down Vince Dunn off. Or he cuts Vince Dunn off behind the net and knocks him into the net which in turn knocks the net off balance, which in turn knocks Bennington off balance. And Sorella skates in front and finds Connolly across the ice, and Bennington can't recover, and Connolly fires at home. Now, to me, that should be some combination of either actual interference cutting Dunna off to get to a contested puck, Mm. or goaltender interference by forcing Dunn into the net into the goalie. Mm Mm-hmm. And the goal and the net theoretically kind of came off its moorings. I mean, it didn't because it didn't disconnect, but like sort of did. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't review it. They counted it, and it was whatever. The Blues had an okay push and had one of their best six on fives periods that I can recall with the empty net. But it wasn't to be. Dragger was really good, and they lost. And it felt like, as I said, a, a game where. The other team was hungrier, and we were mm-hmm. not. And I mean, Panthers. I don't know that there's a lot to say more than that. No, Panthers are fighting for what third in uh, the Atlantic because there's like a log jam at the wild card spot, and there's a log jam getting into the Metro. But there's a clear cut one and two with Boston and Tampa, and then Toronto far behind in the Atlantic. But they they occupy the third spot because they're the third best team in the Atlantic. Panthers are the fourth. So by just catching up to Toronto, they can leapfrog everybody in the uh, wild card and push Toronto out. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like them and Toronto are in a one-team race between each other, and it's or a two-team race it is. And it's interesting because I think both Toronto and Florida were losing a lot of games at the same time, and now they both started winning again. And it, w- it was going to be a fun race, but uh, it's not to be now. 
Yeah. Or it's paused. Or it's on pause, yeah. Uh, Vince Dunn played the fewest minute of any defenseman tonight, uh, that night, including Carl Gunnarsson. At this point, how? How are you justifying You're so good. that, Craig? He's like our Especially best possession Especially on a night defenseman. where offense is your problem. I don't know how you don't ratchet up his minutes. That what's, one really doesn't make sense What's to interesting me. to me, and maybe I just haven't looked at it closely enough, and maybe you can see on that, that tiny little chart there, but when we are behind in a game, I remember Pang saying that Ruby liked to put done with Petrangelo if we needed mm-hmm. that offense. And then last night, I think I saw, or in that game, I think I saw them put Falk with Petrangelo for that needed offense. And I am not a Falk hater by any means, but I was like, really, I would have liked to see Dunn make that jump because I think he is going to provide that possession and offense that you need Mm -hmm. on the blue line at that point. Yeah, he is, to me, our most elite offensive weapon defensively. Um, I know some people will probably disagree with that, but just in terms of puck possession, puck movement... There's nobody who matches him. I mean, Petrangelo does more stuff and has more minutes. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of making those unique plays, the special plays and controlling the puck and controlling the blue line, I think Vince Dunn is the best at those mm-hmm. things. Doesn't mean he's not occasionally a sieve defensively, which Petrangelo rarely is. But that's still something, you know, we had Kevin Shattenkirk, who was certainly a sieve for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And he was our second most minutes defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. For that whole time, pretty much. So, like, I don't know how... I, I, there's a part of me that's like, yes, Dunn is still young, but, like, he's not that young anymore. And, like, I would like to see him jump up in the minutes. Especially if he's a guy that Baruby's given ass pats to when he beats the jaw off of Drake Kajula. It just seems like a weird <laughs> mixed message. But in yeah. any case, Robert Thomas is fully... Uh, to me, the best player on this team right now in terms of just overall skill, mm-hmm. creativity. Uh, you know, he's not Ryan O'Reilly in terms of overall consistency, and you know, but in terms of top end ability, I think he passes O'Reilly. Um, he just makes unbelievable just in terms passes. of pure speed and skill and creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the advanced stats don't totally back that up because he's sloppy and he gets bounced around a lot of lines, which I don't think helps any young player. Uh, but he's certainly a, the most cre- creative or dynamic player to me. And this chart, which of course you can't see, but I did tweet out a couple of days ago, uh, is just very fascinating because it shows, um, graphically represents how players are with uh, Thomas versus how they are without Thomas versus how Thomas is uh, without them. And it's very interesting to see, especially... Uh, Colton Pareko and David Perron just absolutely spike uh, when they're with Robert Thomas. Mm-hmm. There are a couple other players who improve can just dramatically. Schwartz does. Uh, Falk looks like he does. Uh, weirdly, Vince Dunn gets worse when he was with Robert <laughs> Thomas, which I don't know why that is. It doesn't look like that's true. They look very good together, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's just that these. I love these kinds of advanced graphs, and I could stare at them all day, and they're not to be lived by, but they are very interesting. What was the last overtime we played? Was that against the Islanders like two weeks ago? Maybe, yeah. Uh, Ruby <laughs> tossed out a Thomas Sanford Dunn oh, yeah. uh, triple out there, and that was a, a truple, as they uh-huh. will, as the kids yeah. are calling <laughs> them these right. days. Uh, and I, I love the look of that. I, I'm all down. I'm down for that. 
looking at the advanced blues on ice stats, uh, the wrong players were good in this game. I mean, you want everyone <laughs> you to be want good, good players. but the players you want to, that you need to be good were not good in this one. Uh, when kind of ranked by relative Corsi four, which is kind of how they possess the game compared to their teammates. Um, what did I actually rank this by? Cause that's not it. Uh, what did I do? Expected goals for, uh, when ranked by that, which is pretty, pretty correspondent to Corsi four, uh, Marco Scandella led the entire team and he was all over the place in this game. I put his event map below that in the notes. I don't know if you saw that, but he, uh, took three shots on net, had five attempts blocked, uh, which, you know, you could say is a bad thing because he wanted to get through, but he's, at least he's trying them. And then he blocked a shot, and he did have two defensive zone giveaways, but those didn't come back to haunt him. But, yeah, Scandella, Pareko, Steen, Bozak, O'Reilly, Thomas, Falk, and Dunn were all positive and expected goals and Corsi for uh, percentage relative, while Falk and Dunn were not. But um, then you look at, like, Schwartz, Shin, McEachern, Sunquist, Boy, Petrangelo, Barbashev, Gunnarsson, Perron, and Sanford, and those guys were not producing anything offensively in this game. Maybe that's just credit to the Panthers, but you want to see more from those guys. And um, you sort of got that against the Ducks, I would say, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but it's interesting... Uh, this whole game was weird, of course, because it started one-one with no time off the clock. This game was so odd for uh, that reason because this was happening just am- because... amid all the coronavirus cancellations. No, uh, knowing this was going to be the last game that most of us probably watched in you know the next couple of months of hockey live, and the fact that they were just playing normally and it was kind of like, what's happening? Like that year we went. It's been a long time since the Blues just missed the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, and you just had that last game where it was like, oh, well, this is just the last game and there's nothing on the line, but they've got to play it, you know? Yeah. Hope they win to give us a good taste in our mouths. There was that game two years ago, of course, where they played the uh, Avalanche and had to play their way in on the last day, in mm-hmm. theory, and failed to. <laughs> but like, oh, the saddest day. This was almost like that, but even weirder, because you didn't really know, and you didn't know if it actually was the last game, or if like mm-hmm. it's the last game for a month, or two months, or whatever. Very strange. Uh, obviously, the Henrik and Barbashev goals counted from, uh, whatever, a month ago, a month and a half ago, I don't know how long it's been, Kairou got an assist on the Barbashev goal. Um... Petrangelo opened and closed the scoring here. Some simple rotation on the power play led to his first goal. He got a lot of space and fired it off the bar. He's very good. Please resign him. <laughs> uh, old Blues friend Yanni Hockenpah scored his first NHL uh, goal. I haven't heard him forever. I was so confused, and I even think I texted you this, because I was like, how is that a guy that I've definitely known his name for a thousand years, and that was his first NHL goal, and as you explained to me, it was a guy that we drafted in um, the first round, fourth round in 2010, who went back to Finland for several years and then made his way back to the league this year. This was his fifth NHL game ever. Mm-hmm. Got his first goal against his former team. Cool moment for him. No hard feelings there. I was confusing him with the guy whose name I will not remember, but that was very similarly Finnish. Um, 
that uh, the like the flames traded back and forth with the stars a couple of times or something uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think and for I a while he was like supposed to be a very good prospect, and then it was one of those like. Who were we just talking about? Hunter Shinkarak things where it's like, oh, this so isn't Julius Honka. No, 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 no. no. I just some didn't... some real finish. Oh name, no, real know, deal. Something like Uko Pekalukanen or something, but not that. But in any case, <laughs> um, good for Hawk and Paw. That was the equalizer at two, even though only one goal piece had been scored. Sanford scored four minutes after that. He's back. Blues definitely should not have gotten this goal because it was a long period of six on five delayed penalty possession. Had to have been like over a minute of over a minute. And the problem was the ducks completely touched the puck. And Mm. to the extent, like I get that if it like chips off a stick and bounces right to a blue, maybe you don't whistle it. But like, I have never seen the first of what I think were two touches. The first Mm. one I have never seen someone possess a puck that long even if it was eight tenths of a second Mm -hmm. and not have a whistle blown that was inexplicable to me but they must have been a brain fart i'm telling you like i guess it wasn't possession well it's too late i can't blow whistle now keep going now and a long possession with the ducks a man down and a broken stick down samford got it in front and moved around stolars for the goal uh, Barbashev led a three-on-one later in the period didn't even think about shooting needs to do that um and then botched the pass. It was not great. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he never ever looked at the goal. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe you'll have a no look shot, but it wasn't that. Just like, no, not what it became. Stolars. I I don't like the narrative where it's like, well, this guy's looking really good in this game. Maybe people have overlooked him in the NHL. It's like, no, he's an AHL well, goalie who. Why does it always have to be? Is that? having a good game against us. Uh, Jake Allen made a number of ten bell saves right off the hop in the third period which kind of set the tone. The Ducks seemed to dominate the period. And then Dom tweeted, is this the final 10 minutes of Alex Petrangelo and Jake Allen's career in a St. Louis Blues uniform? To which I say, fuck you. (laughs) But maybe. What a weird way that would be to end it. And then Alex Petrangelo in the Jay Bomeister revenge game scored a ridiculous empty netter from all the way across the ice at precisely 19 minutes in the third period and the Blues won 4-2-2, to two, even though only four goals had been scored on the night. And that was maybe the end of the NHL season? Hopefully not. Stay tuned. But we just kind of enter the void now. And speaking of entering the void, that'd be cool if we had a product to... Yeah, uh, <laughs> speaking of entering the void, do you ever have to void your bowels? <laughs> Tw- I do right now. Yeah. Well, you'll have a messy asshole when you do that, presumably. Sometimes though you don't. Sometimes it just it's not so messy. You've had that. You've had. Uh-huh. Do you ever, Stephen? Do you ever wipe and nothing? And then you go, I'm gonna wipe again just to be sure. Maybe maybe I don't know where my asshole is, and I gotta go for a second wipe. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's, so what product? Yeah, do we- I know. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm talking about assholes. Uh, Dollar, to- toilet paper, Dollar obviously. Dollar Shave Club makes uh, body wipes that are for that purpose. I forget what they're called. Body wipes? They're minty fresh. And that makes me think I'm wiping my body wipes. and then I go for the ass lap <laughs> in. Well, first I got my chest area. Then I went uh, for the so ass. Dollar Shave Club, folks. Uh, the literally only place you can get toiletry products for the next two months. Use our code. Yeah. Uh, cup at dollarshaveclub.com 
PSA, this is not remotely a real advertisement. But go, go try go, it. Go to their website and demand we get access. <laughs> demand we get a promo code. Yeah, if, if enough people By type cup into their promo <laughs> code, like, what the hell's going they'll on? They'll reach out to a much more a famous yeah, podcast that has exactly cup in the right. name. The Cuphead Podcast. Mm. Um, what do we do from here, Ian? We're at an hour and, and six minutes now, and it's a weird episode, so we're not going to get to two. No. I Let's think... do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be good practice. I think you and I both want to still do something, right? Yeah. Because we want more silly goose times, I'll not be, less silly I'll be honest. Times. I'm texting with my roommate, uh-huh. who I... Who has I was about to say, I was gonna say who I live with, but I think that's established. <laughs> yeah. Who I work with at my job, uh-huh. and I have a meeting with tomorrow, and he said he's going to start working from home, and I said, me too. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly... Which gives us more time to be silly goose. Yeah, let's have this conversation, a real-life conversation <laughs> I was going to have with you anyways. Um, <laughs> I feel like if my workplace is going to... I'm They're very good. I think at some point, I'm guessing probably within the week... Like, starting tomorrow into whatever, next Friday. They'll probably be like, hey, everyone, no need to panic, but just don't come in, <laughs> you know? The SS is a terrific employer. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, like... uh but, Ian is not a Nazi. Yeah. I don't work at Bear anymore, okay? <laughs> He's one of Mussolini's brown shirts. <laughs> uh, I don't know enough about history to make a joke. <laughs> Well, I feel uncomfortable. The trains run on time. Anytime Mussolini comes up in a conversation, you just make a trains running on time joke, and you're you're in the queer. I don't know about that. I'm telling you, I've got a guarantee. It. No, People, no Italy jokes. No Italy jokes. Okay, you're right. Italy is out. Too close to the scene of the crime right now. But like, if my workplace isn't going to do that, I feel like I am now in the right. I feel like I now have sort of the, the unannounced right. right. Oh god. <laughs> To, like, just work from home now? To be like, yeah. I'm going to work from home. And if they're like, what's the reason? Be like, I don't know, a pandemic? Like, <laughs> like, pandemic? like, fuck you. That's why. Like, I don't... I feel like I should literally be able to put that in an email to yeah. somebody. And be like, <laughs> because fuck you. That's why. Because <laughs> like, uh, my, bo- my boss's boss today, who does not have the coronavirus, but has some sort of cold, uh-huh. was gone for two days. Of course. Still feels sick. And because my boss left, and they share roles, sort of, he has he has to be here because he's got to cover whatever she's working on. So in here he is, and he's two cubes down from me talking to somebody else, and they're like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "Well, as good as I can." And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." I do think now's the part where we get philosophical. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, philosopher's corner. Two guys, one cup. Got to unbox these Teddy Grahams for this part. <laughs> because no one says philosophy more than Teddy Grahams. I do think this whole experience will fundamentally alter some parts of our culture. Right. And I do think one of them is, why the fuck do we have offices? Like, not at all, right? I get that. But, like, why are companies ever, like, if there is ever any, any reason for you to work from home, you can now. Mm -hmm. Why would you ever not, especially if you're sick? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you ever, ever, ever think about saying, I don't know, Ian, I get that you have the cold, but man, we've got this conference call and it's really important. Like, you can dial I'll, like, in I'll from home. Like, I'll be in on it, yeah. But, like, I, I, so I have the pleasure of working from home as my job. Yeah. And uh, they, my office, which is located in Jacksonville, which is very far from my home. Um, Jville. 
Yeah, Jay Vegas, baby. Uh, is they earlier this week on Wednesday night as the end. Enjoy the ASMR. <laughs> Ridiculously. Goddamn. Goddamn Teddy Graham. It was fun to watch you fumble with it and try to do it like sort of quietly and just, just finally give up. But um, you're out of the box. That's right. uh, but. Um, by the way, I feel like Teddy Grahams, you get like a very healthy portion in there, you know, like how sometimes you get a bag of of something and you're like, oh man, I had like two handfuls and it's gone, but not with Teddy Grahams. Um, but yeah, so I work from home all the time. My my company, uh, earlier this week did take measures to say, hey, why would anyone come in in Florida where this pandemic is already spreading faster than it is most places? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's great. And my boss, shout out, who's exceptional, was like, I realize people don't necessarily budget to stock up for two weeks of mm-hmm. groceries, so I'm adding an extra $100 to everyone's paycheck. Oh, which damn. is not, you know, Emerson can't necessarily do that because they've got 50,000 employees and that's, you know, I don't. What's the math on that? Five million dollars, but um, which they probably could do. But you know, very nice. Not thing. up and do it. Uh, that's right, Emerson. But you know, like I'm probably not gonna go buy two weeks of groceries. But hey, it's a hundred bucks. Anyway, I went down to Jacksonville, as people know, a couple of weeks ago, and what I discovered is while I enjoy my coworkers and really actually enjoy working with them more than I thought, there is nothing that I need to be in the office to do that I can't and don't do from home. And I now know that for sure. <laughs> and every email, and I think, you know, another thing we'll learn is like call, conference calls, phone calls actually can be emails mm-hmm. or, <laughs> uh, an or email. Slack messages, you know? And like, I just think with some of those things, we're going to learn to change after this because what, you know, some company is going to get boned because oh, they didn't yeah. pull the plug one day too soon, mm-hmm. you know, and probably more than one, yeah. you know, like lots of things like if you're a white collar worker, uh-huh. like a white collar job, they like, they should all just be working from home. That's just like flat out, just like period right now. Like the end of story. Least, like non-essentials. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't it's the... know every detail of your very mysterious job. Mm-hmm. I think you do important things, but like, I don't think you probably are the person they turn to if the shit hits the fan oh, either, no. you know? And like, I, Steven, I strive to never, ever be in that sort in of position <laughs> where someone goes, Power. Ian, we need this now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no and, uh, <laughs> that, I'm one of those people that I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to walk away. I'm like, oh no, well, I guess we're fucked. Uh, yeah. And so I just, I feel, I, I feel worse for like the blue collar. Yeah, because if you're like cause... on an assembly line, yeah, they either have to keep it open or you don't get paid, and that mm-hmm. sucks. You know, I mean, that sucks. I don't know how that's going to work for people, but and I think, I mean, I think the government will take action. I, I know cool employers like Mark Cuban are trying to take action. Yeah. which great. I hope. I wish he was my employer. I hope, um, Can I work for Mark that, Cuban? <laughs> probably. I mean, he's a very successful man. He would probably be employed somewhere. Dear Mark, do you <laughs> have a role in your organization? <laughs> Just leave it very open-ended. I run 10 companies. Yeah, so find me a role. Um, I forget exactly what... Oh, I, you know, I hope other organizations in sports that can afford to will follow suit and try to find mm. some compensation for their, you know, arena staff and people that basically yeah. are getting temporarily laid off, you know. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It really, it affects it more and people than you think. There's going to be, 
you know, real hard on the economy and some of that stuff's going to just happen. The, um, you know, I've worked with the stock markets and while I'm not exposed to them directly financially, they've taken a bath. And when you work with them, that's not a lot more fun than if you do have money invested in them. Yeah. So it's a crazy time, but I agree with you. Like, you just start working from home. So what does that mean for the podcast? <laughs> I know. Sorry. That was the com- that was I should have taken that offline. Steven, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Oh, I have something I wanna ask you. Well, I refuse to answer. I have, Go ahead. No, I have a great would you rather whenever you're whenever we is a good time for it. So do you wanna ask your questions first and then we'll I do feel, this I feel it as like a closer, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't let so, me forget. So moving forward, we can do a couple of things. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we, we talked about them offline a little bit. Mm-hmm. We can we can watch hockey related movies. Something and, we've we've talked about yeah. doing for those who know the show. How did this get made? Mm-hmm. Sort of that for the goon and I mean miracles a good movie. So Mighty I don't know Ducks. You really, how did this get made? My, Mighty Ducks like, three. Oh, oh yeah, that oh, you can there do you for, for sure. Oh Slapshot two. Uh-huh. Oh boy. There you go. There's some rough ones. So that's something we've talked about. Hockey related movies. Mm-hmm. People might be familiar with our, uh, I would say, world renowned reviews of like mm-hmm. um, Avengers. Uh, the most recent one. Did you we know, t- you we... know the one that was subtitled <laughs> Avengers, Avengers the, the most recent one. one. <laughs> Man, I that one have Thanos or did yeah. it have... Ultron somebody. No, I, I think it had Calendar Man. Sorry, guys. Did we did we talk about not that we're gonna do it right now, but did we talk about Star Wars on this podcast? I don't know that we ever did. Here two seconds, Steven. Complete shit. Yeah. Okay, okay complete yeah, shit. Yeah, totally, Awful. Yeah. Jesus. All the whole new trilogy just... Wow. The first one was like, eh, and then... Uh. This one was a steamy dump down your legs. That's right. We should we could tear in to start with the new Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> you, got, you guys can ask for that. Uh, ask for it. I would say, generally speaking, before we talk about more ideas we have, give us yours. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out something earlier. I'll probably tweet it out again in the next few days. We want... We want to keep hanging out because yeah. this is one of the you know primary. This ways. is one of my two safe houses. <laughs> right. uh, you know, in Grand Theft Auto, when you collect the various safe houses, you can lay low and escape the law. Well, mm. it's the same theory, but you're lay low, laying low and escaping. Corona. I'm trying to get rid of my what is the, those little like biological signs? Yeah. Those replace <laughs> the stars, biohazard <laughs> yep. signs. I'm trying to get that down uh, to zero. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've talked about sports movies. We've had someone recommend getting NHL TV, which was discounted to nineteen dollars. I don't know what the situation is now, but uh, and going back and like they pay us, chron- <laughs> right, they pay you to take it. Uh, chronicling an old season we didn't cover, which might be interesting. Um, I mean, we can do all sorts of random pokemon crap and you know i mean we've we're big we've nerds, done it so we can fill random space but well, uh, yeah. you have other specific ideas you want to throw out yeah so this was related to it and we don't ever spend tons of time on it because we can kind of lead this into the next <laughs> podcast but someone suggested possibly just running a simulation on xbox or whatever we got here for nhl 20 Ooh. For like the playoffs for what we got right now. Okay. So I mean, it would be 
we could, we could, do that. We could, I own that game. We could look at it right now, look through it, and then set it up, and then run it between now and the next podcast, Ooh. and see what happens. I kind of like that one. Yeah. That one's very interesting. So maybe blue, it'd be Blues, Nashville, it'd be Colorado, Dallas, it'd be Vegas, Vegas, Winnipeg, holy shit, and be Edmonton, Calgary. Oh, give me that. Uh, don't take away the Battle of Alberta from us, coronavirus. I know. It's too cold to live in Calverta. Go <laughs> stay away from there. I like how Winnipeg doesn't have any cases. All of all of Manitoba, rather, which is very big. Mm. No cases. You know why? Because nobody's ever flown in and out of there. Got him. I was going <laughs> to say, nowhere you'd probably feel the safest in these things. Like if you live in like Yellowknife. Dude, I don't know. Like, no cases. They're I'm like, fine. what are you going to do? You yeah. come, you're coming at me in Yellowknife? Nope. <laughs> you're going to come get me in Boise, by the way? Although, to be fair. If Yellowknife does get it, Yellowknife is then gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the, it's one of them situations where you're like, if you don't touch me, totally fine. The moment you touch me, I'm real, doomed. Real razors. That's situation. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Mystery Men where the yeah. the Invisible Man is only invisible if no one's looking yeah, at him? Exactly. Kind of like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nobody looks at Yellowknife. It's totally safe from the coronavirus. The minute somebody does, it's very exposed and it's very naked. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, this also deprives us of a Philadelphia-Pittsburgh matchup, uh, potentially. All of Philadelphia... What was happening to Washington, Stephen? What was happened? They were about... They were they, so bad for a while. They were about to get caught by Philly. <laughs> they are one point above Philly. Wow. They shouldn't have traded Christian Juice. The Christian the Juice problem. is loose. I do think that. Uh, when I see it. Especially in Anaheim now. Um... <laughs> We, we could dive into the finer points of the OJ I have a few things uh, to say. I think we haven't covered enough. Yeah, we could go into you a... You want to talk about World War II? Sure. I don't, I don't think that's ever been touched we on could... by anyone. <laughs> we could go into an episode-by-episode episode breakdown of some series, uh, perhaps The People vs. OJ Simpson. I've really got an angle here, if you can't tell. Um, Stephen's writing a book. That's right. Called The People vs. OJ Simpson. I have that a viewing somewhere. party um i just finished watching the bachelor i will never watch that show again because it has burned who'd me you married? oh steven or not mary you know the worst one no one oh no one <laughs> steven no one okay hold up hold up where's what? the timer what time is it? it's 10 28 uh-huh. give me a minute oh i thought we were gonna do a five minute major oh right. sure whatever um, either yeah one. i mean take as much time as you want we're we're here until we're not so. this this guy on the bachelor uh-huh. peter weber he's an airline pilot whenever you do get back on an oh, airplane make so now, sure he's not flying now he's yet. not only un, unmarried but unemployed and yeah. destitute <laughs> this guy look, looked just like a regular dude he was not a bodybuilder <laughs> he looked attractive and he was like seemed very nice very mm-hmm. cute handsome nice guy like all characters now, he's like a survivor, a castaway from some previous. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He was came in third. That's place. like everybody now, right? I think generally speaking, they just mm-hmm. go with someone that used to be on yeah previous season. Got yeah, established cred. That yeah, well, there's a there's Bachelor Nation, Stephen. As I learned, there's a whole right. there's a whole nation following these people. Rihanna Navy Beehive Bachelor Nation. I think Bachelor Nation's the <laughs> shittiest sure of all of them. I'm guys guys. Oh my god. So, there are two women that this guy had to pick between. And he... uh, Candace and Jessica. 
Not no. I'm not even close. Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann, I remember her from the biographies. Yeah, she's so uh, she's a model, but she lives at home. And then there was her parents. Yeah, and then there was Madison, and he. Okay, hold Madtown baby. So he went on the first date. He went on mm-hmm. of the whole show is with Madison. We're well past a minute. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He went on this first date with Madison. <laughs> I don't. When care. there was like, <laughs> <Just> like, <you laughs> know. when there was like thirty women. First okay. single date was with. Oh, her. this was the one they like hid for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. brought her to his parents. Like not remarriage. What do you call that? Like revows. They'd re, uh, they uh, re up, You know, re up the vows. <laughs> Fifty bucks. A yeah, month. I guess I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. You too. Yeah, you gotta re up. Uh, uh, folks, by the way, I've never seen an episode of this. I just know from like contact highs with Ian mm-hmm. and you know social media, sort of what's going on. Yeah. So go on. So he brought this Madison girl there, and his parents, her Which his parents, is loved a her. Huge overstep huge. on yeah, a first no, no, date. No. And so from that point on, she was in the show, but was never really focused on. And you could tell that was because he really liked her. And they were he was just like, ain't going to be no drama. She's making it to the end. And mm. she did. And then there was Hannah Ann, who was young and innocent. A bitch. <laughs> no, and like super nice, but was really into him. Mm-hmm. And he was really into Madison. Oh. And, he, and he liked Hannah Ann more than all of the other 28 girls, except for Madison. <laughs> and so he'd do this whole thing about, my heart's torn in two ways. And I was like, is your heart torn in, do I want to be with Madison or nobody? Because it's not Hannah Ann. Uh-huh. Anyways, but the big deal was Madison, and this is, your, and this is totally cool, totally your, your own feelings, you can have these, was very religious and did not want to have sex before marriage okay now peter on the previous season of the bachelorette had banged that chick three times in a windmill and it's a big deal because they had sex three times Uh so she knows for sure that he's had sex okay and so on this fantasy sweet week that's not how not having sex before marriage necessarily works yeah yeah as someone who's been on the inside of sex before (laughs) (laughs) but like they have a fantasy sweet week right before this, uh, where generally well, speaking, they, they just yeah. go bone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just for sex. Uh-huh. I like how they're like fantasy sweet week. Just call it sex week. <laughs> this is where they all have sex. So he had it with the other two girls, and then he didn't have it with her. And then she was very sad that like he that he went about this, even though she was like, "Hey, yo, this might affect our relationship if you do this." And he's like, "Okay." And then he did it anyways. Like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm just dating two other women too, so it's kind of a big deal. And I gotta do what I gotta do. And she's like, "Okay." Okay. So they're on the rocks. I got qualms, but please continue. They're on the rocks, even though he picks her to be in the final two. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in these final episodes, she leaves. She's like, yo, I'm really in you. You're really into me. But I don't think we mesh on like a lot of different levels. And I think he agrees, but he's really sad and she leaves. Mm. So then... Madtown takes off. So then he talks to Hannah Ann, the second girl. Mm. And he doesn't tell her that Madison has left. They just go on their their final date. Oh, no. And they're having a good time. And this girl knows she's in second place. Because she's like, I've given it my all. I've done everything I can do. You know what? Whatever happens, happens sort of feeling. And it's like she knows. Uh-huh. It's over. So she shows up to this final rose ceremony. Madison's nowhere to be seen. She's like, what's the dealio? And he's like, yo, will you marry me to this Hannah Ann girl? And she's even like... <laughs> what's, ha- what's, ha- what's happening she's in like she's happy but she's like in shock like no 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 i think you meant the other girl but cool and he says like no no she left two she left like two days ago oh no 
Oh, he shouldn't have said that. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't say lots of things. Uh-huh. He speaks too much. That's like right. he says the wrong shit all the time. But by the way, I completely get why this show is addicting. Oh yeah, please go on. So he proposed this girl. In between all these little cuts, they cut to like a studio audience because it's like this is already all sh- the shit's already happened. And so they bring all these people out. Straight up tells her it's only because this other chick left. Pretty much. So, like, they haven't talked. Apparently, it's time skip. They haven't talked in like a month after being engaged. She comes in and he's like, Yo, like, because she's like, I can tell you're feeling weird. And he's like, Yeah. And they break off this engagement. And this girl, this super nice girl, she's giving her all to this guy. And she's very nice. She doesn't, she doesn't turn into like anything crazy, but flips on this dude. Like, completely 180 is like, Yo, man, you've said all these things to me. You've said, like, you're. You, you know, you really you enjoy what I bring this relationship. You're all you're into me. You love me, all now, this is stuff. Is Madison back for the ceremony? No, no, no. She's, she's still gone. Straight, she's still she's fucking peace. gone. She's, she's gone. Out. Yeah. So she's either next bachelorette in a super religious twist for the show, mm. or they're going to do like the tabloid thing where like suddenly they're yeah. So Hannah Ann flips out on Peter and is like, yo, man. And she's right. She's like, you've said all these things. You have no weight to your words. You're always like, I'm so confused. But eventually you got to be not confused. That's the whole point. You make a decision. And you only picked me because this Madison chick left. And like, why would you do that? And oh, and she's like, you took my like my first and what I was going to assume was my only like marriage proposal ever away from me which is kind of like eh, whatever but i was like you know what that's a good point i was like yeah because i don't think about that but sure yeah. like a special thing and like ruined it and yada yada uh and peter's like oh fuck also in this both these women meet his parents <laughs> and then he's like now do you want to marry me because i feel bad <laughs> both these women meet his parents before this uh-huh. although madison already met him once before they don't like madison because she's trying to change peter because she's like oh you know don't have sex anymore and go party fuck cat yeah even though that's not the what come that is not what comes off. Uh, but he is and apparently. also all parents are like, no, let my have son have as much unprotected yes! promiscuous yes! sex as he wants. You didn't even have to watch this fucking <laughs> show. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why is this? Mo- His mom is insane. His she mom can't make him normal. have less sex. Yeah, pretty much. And then she's like, I prayed to God, Peter. Who's and she's literally said in the. Madison like, said this, or mom no? Said the this. mom okay. said this. The mom, two like sentences earlier, was talking about she was like not religious. She's like, I prayed to God, and she put put a girl in front of you, and he did, and it's Hannah Ann, it's this other girl. You know, she loves you so much, and yada yada. And he's like, man, you guys don't know what I have with Madison. And this mom is like weeping, and it's so funny because Peter's like, you gotta stop doing this. <laughs> she, feel like she cries a lot. And so, okay, so they're back in the studio audience. Everything's done. They've broken off the thing with Hannah Ann. But apparently Madison By is God, back. By God, there's Madison's music. <laughs> she came in. Okay. And she's back, and they talk. They had talked before, I guess, this studio audience thing. Is this thing. live? Is the last thing live? I Supposedly. This but, part, they'd already seen each okay. other because they have cut some little thing in between where she came back to L.A. to talk to him. And they end it with them being like, so is this going to work out? And they're both go- they both shrug like, I don't know. And then season over. And not, I don't know, not, I don't know, like, oh, 
Um, I don't know, wink. More like, no, seriously, we don't got a fucking idea. And it just ended. Like, bring out the next bachelorette lady. And the dude, like, the, the host for the show is like... Is it one of these bachelorettes? No, it's from like a couple of seasons okay. prior. Anyways, I'm sorry. This has been incoherent rambling. This is a preview of what the two guys know. No, 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 no. no. It, will, it will get better. <laughs> no, it will not, it will not be this. But the one thing I want to say, you got to look up anyone. Look up The Bachelor... And then look up, like, Barb or whatever. That's mm-hmm. his, Peter's mom's name. So she does not like Madison. Every time they show a cut of these two talking to each other, Peter and Madison talking, and some pre-recorded thing. I love how you'll just wear anything. They will put they put a little, a little square in the corner of the screen with a live looking at the mom's face as it's happening. Oh, my God. It's just daggers. <laughs> and her, like, whispering something to Peter's dad that I'm always like, what's she saying? And I can't tell. And then they bring it in, and then Jerry Springer's right at the end. It's fantastic. Before they shrug and go, I don't know if this will work out. She's like, look, you guys didn't get to see, you know, you only see what the producers let you see. She made us wait for like three hours to meet her, and it's, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and she's trying to change Peter, and I don't like that. And then Madison's like, well, actually, you know, it's my journey too, and you know, it's about both of us. And then the mom straight up says at the end, she goes, I don't know. I guess sometimes you got to fail before you succeed. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> she was too much Stephen. she was too much god damn it barb barb weber let me ex- can i ex- can i express my that's one all qualm? i got that's all i got can yeah. i express my one qualm? yeah live your life however you want i don't care yeah i'm not here to tell you if if you were on a game show and you have picked a woman out from week one mm-hmm. and you think this is the only one let's hide her in the background so that this show doesn't just become me and her and everybody else is an afterthought. Let's bring other characters. So you're like, you're obviously, from the way the show is run, you're telling the producers, this is the situation. Let's do it this way, right? Here's the sitch, yeah. You get to the final week of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the one you want. That's still the only one that you really care about. And uh, you're supposed to go to Bone Zone with, is that what they call it? Bone I believe zone. that's what they say. Peter, you have now entered the Bone Zone. <laughs> you now entered the Bone Zone brought to you by Icy Hat? I don't know why. That's a weird connection, but that's what they chose. Anyway, uh, and this girl that you've chosen to be the one you end up with forever um, doesn't want you to go to Bone Zone? Just maybe don't. If that's like who you want yeah. to be with forever if she's willing to say i know you went to bone zone in the windmill three times and i get that and that's gonna happen i can forgive that just don't go to bone zone with these two ladies maybe don't or live your life but live with the consequences here's um here's the deal so bone zone time was with three women mm-hmm. i mean it was madison every Hannah, year Aunt. it's with three women <laughs> sometimes it's four Ooh. not at the same time everyone <laughs> It was Anna Ann, it but was maybe. Madison, <laughs> that and, can it, be arranged. <laughs> and it was this girl named Victoria, who, I, who they, like, these two did not get along. Mm-hmm. It must have been off screen that they just had amazing chemistry. I was like, how is she top three? Anyways, I think he just brought this Victoria girl to the top three because he was like, you're hot, mm-hmm. and I want to get you to sex weekend <laughs> so bad. And so he did, and then he was like, yeah, actually, we don't get along at all, so goodbye. Mm-hmm. And it is weird, because it's like, I honest to God feel like he wanted to have sex with this Victoria girl so bad that Which, it like, like overshadowed this, like, I want to show... be with Madison, but I just kind of have to have sex with Victoria. The show does not forbid you from like 
having sex at any other So this is a debate. Or you're not supposed to. What a weird show. This is a debate my girlfriend and I had. Imagine telling someone, not in the Middle Ages, during the Industrial Revolution (laughs) about this show. Hey, you know how Eli Whitney just invented the cotton gin? Well, 200 years from now, do I have a story for you. Peter Weber's going to have to bring a girl to Bone Weekend. Mm -hmm. You're Uh, talking to your girlfriend, Hannah Ann. Yeah. Uh, No relation. No relation. (laughs) No, we were debating, like, does he, can you have sex with one of these women? Can, you know, can the bachelor have sex with one of these men before sex weekend? And I think so, but also they make sex weekend such a big deal. This is honestly why they call it Fantasy Sweet Week, because otherwise it sounds ridiculous how many times ago I can't wait for sex weekend. (laughs) You mean next weekend? No, I mean sex weekend. Um, And it's like weird because it's film, I mean, they film them like making out against a door that you can kind of see through and ooh, it's someone's hand on someone's ass. Uh-huh. And then, you know, then the next morning they're like they getting out of bed and Yeah. ABC cuts to hardcore porn. <laughs> Look, it's the coronavirus times, <laughs> folks. They no gotta rules. there's no rules. That you can show anything on the TV. FCC offices, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> So yes, our podcast will not be that. Okay, well, a preview of what it won't unless be. you folks want it to be. You know, and then we'll watch Love Is Blind and go to town. Oh Jesus, I uh, do want to watch that. That's true. Um, I have nothing more to say this week, folks. No. Give us your ideas. Let us know what sounds interesting, what sounds cool. Do it for the soccer podcast too. Yeah, give us just ideas. What would you do with you your two weeks podcast? Um, work from home. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't cough on people. We can work from home now. We can hang out and have a silly goose time all together. Uh, but yeah, in the interim, uh, I guess we're done. And we're done. And we're done. Right? Yeah. You're looking at your phone. We're done. Uh, everybody, you are out there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. If you have any reason to suspect you're sick, for the love of God, self-quarantine. Don't go to a father-daughter dance, especially if you don't have a daughter, because that's just weird. Uh, and You can uh, only say you're the janitor so many so times. times. Before it gets real suspicious. And you're right on the way, on your uniform, you misspelled janitor. Just just for the record. Yanny Tor. Not the... <laughs> Dr. Yan Etor. Uh, by the way, Zach Brass been dropping hints about... A watch along podcast with Donald Faison, and I just oh. please just oh god, my whole life. But um, until that drops, what would they call it? Scrubbed and re scrubbed. No, I was like, no, no. Uh, scrubs? second scrubbing. Second scrubbing. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, folks. That's a wrap. Uh, everybody stay healthy as best you can, keep calm. Uh, Go buy stocks, and we love you. Oh, uh, trading involves a significant risk of loss, and uh, past performance does not necessarily indicate future results. Now we're not legally liable. <laughs> uh, you have anything else you want to say? Uh, enjoy your quarantine months. <laughs> there we go. It'll be yours. Who knows? Uh, good night, everybody. See you later. I don't know where this road is going to go. Oh, oh, oh. It's going to go. Oh, oh, oh. Be just fine Taking my time I'll take it slow oh, oh, oh. I'll take it slow oh, oh, oh. Cause I don't Wanna miss this moment And I can't Get it back When it's over 